I'd like to start off this podcast with something kind of special. This is this is there are so many books out there. Uh, legitimately, I didn't know what to start off the, this podcast with, and I decided to go with a book that cannot get old. Now, again, my my. My desire in all of these podcasts are to, to stick to 25 minutes or less. I'm going to try to stick to 20 minutes for the most part. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my opinion. Uh, this is not going to simply be an unbiased view. This is a biased understanding of, of this book. I love the book I'm going to introduce you to today. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It was written by Dale Carnegie. And Dale Carnegie was, was writing this like it was years ago, it was like in the 30s or something. He, he led workshops for years while he was living. There are still Dale Carnegie workshops now, uh, mostly on communication, uh, influence, negotiation, public speaking, those kinds of things. And I'd encourage you, if, if you're curious about that, check it out. Having said that, there are lots of other people out there doing stuff. Like, for example, I give lots of courses on this as well. But know that Dale Carnegie is a name that's been out there for a long time. Uh, it probably depends on the instructor you get, but very, very good material. I love this book. It is it is focused on how to how to get your ideas across, how to pay attention to people, how to listen to people, how to basically all the all the needed things, all the needed skills, the soft skills that will allow you to engage with people on a completely different level. Now it's called how to win friends and influence people. What it's really about is is how to connect with people. And yes, you will be influencing people over that period of time, but I, I, the, the title in some ways doesn't do it justice because it's so much more than simply winning friends and influencing people. Uh, in the in introduction Carnegie talks about how 15% of one's financial success is due to technical knowledge and how 85% is due to, uh, is, is, is about the skill and ability to lead people. This is extremely important to understand here. Basically what he's saying is that the, the hard skills we have in, in life, yeah, they're useful on some level, the technical skills, but really it's the soft skills. It's connecting with people. If you look at the people around you that have done really well in business on their own or become managers in certain ways or whatever, usually it's because they relate to people a, 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 in, a, in a unique way. Now that's not true 100% of the time, but most of the time, the people who get those jobs, the people who get new positions, the people who connect best with others, those are the people who do best in business, uh, generally speaking. Now, I'll give you a quick overview of the book. Basically, in, in the first few lessons, he talks about three big ideas for the, for the entire book. And then after that, he goes into part two, uh, part three, part four, and basically repeats certain aspects of that first section. The, the first, and I'm gonna give you a, a review of really quickly these first three sections, because if you understand these three sections, you're gonna not only understand what's in the book, and he will he will fill out more, he talks about stories, um, he, he gives different examples of different, um, different, different concepts that he's teaching, but if you understand these first three lessons, you understand the entire book. So here's the first lesson. The first lesson is don't kick over the beehive if you want honey. His basic idea is criticism does not influence people the way you want to influence people. The less we judge people openly, <laughs> the less we judge people openly, the more connection we feel with people. And again, I, what I'm gonna encourage you to do is even as you're listening to me talk about this book, think about the people around you. Think about those who are really critical in your life. The most critical people in your life, how open are you to learning from them? Here's my bet. 
my willing, my, my bet is that the people who are most critical in our lives are actually the least safe in our lives. And because they're not safe, we don't listen to them. We're actually not as influenced by them as they want us to be. This is a hard lesson for a lot of people. He says, criticism typically doesn't work well with anyone on this planet. Uh, there are very few people who can handle it. Criticism will only work with people who have a high confidence, self-confidence. So, for example, I, I love criticism, but that's because I, I don't see it as a slight. I don't get defensive about it. Most people are going to get defensive. Think about your kids. Think about your partner. Think about people around you. When was the last time you criticized somebody or even didn't criticize somebody, but it felt like criticism to the other person and therefore they reacted to it? people basically have two responses to criticism. One is that they either feel hurt and retreat or they lash out and you create enemies. I'm going to repeat that. People have two basic responses to criticisms. I would even say reactions rather than responses. They either feel hurt and retreat and, and they get busy making up stories for themselves about how they couldn't do anything differently. So they blame somebody else. Or they lash out and you create enemies. Neither of those are what we want, generally speaking, right? So, on the other hand, helping someone feels good. And it, it helps others feel good about themselves. When you're, when you're helping somebody, when you're helping somebody feel safe, what tends to happen is people now feel far more comfortable with you and they're willing to engage with you on a completely different level. He gives a great quote in this first lesson by Benjamin Franklin, uh, which goes, I, I will speak ill of no man and speak all the good I know of anyone. And you know what? I've, I've practiced this. And this is the cool thing about this book. If you're willing to practice the, the lessons in how to win friends and influence people, you will start changing the way you communicate with others. And I found that um, I've, always, I've always been socially fairly aware, at least in adulthood. Um, I was not in childhood. And yet... When I started applying certain rules, uh, certain, certain soft skills, listening to the people around me, I started realizing I have way more influence on, on people around me. Here's another great quote from this first lesson. He says, any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain. And most fools do. But it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. Now here's a trick, and this is on my side, I know that I'm going to mix, in when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm going to mix stuff from the books, information from the books, tips from the books, as well as tips and information from, from what I've been learning as well, and I'll, I'll try to make that clear to everyone. But a really important aspect of understanding criticism is understanding that most criticism, criticism comes up when we are feeling distressed about something, when we are feeling emotionally overwhelmed with something. And so <laughs> there, there's one aspect of this in learning not to criticize others that is about learning the skills of communicating well and, and helping people feel safe. But there's another underlying skill there and it almost needs to go before anything else. And that is you need to learn how to feel comfortable in your own skin. When you don't feel the need to criticize others, when you have other skills that you, where you can influence people without criticizing, that's where you're going to start making a lot more money. That's where you're going to start making better friendships and relationships, and, and things will take off in life in many different ways. So he finishes off with, if you want to make a difference and change people who are in the wrong, start with yourself. <laughs> I agree completely. Often we spend our time complaining about our spouse or our kids or our parents or our friends or our business colleagues or, or whatever it is. And really what we need to do is start off with ourselves. And that, that's basically lesson one. So lesson one, uh, to to kind of just re re-emphasize it a little bit, lesson one is don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Don't criticize, 
condemn, or complain. The focus is on, on learning soft skills that help people feel safe, lowering our, our barriers and defenses, and then helping others lower theirs. And if, you, if you've done sales, if you've ever been in the, in the business of influencing, you've been a coach, or been a mentor, or been uh, a parent, or anything like that, you will, you will know very quickly that people react really well when they're feeling safe. People do this all the time. Personally, when I do something with my kids and they're feeling angry with me, or there's there's frustration in the relationship, or, or whatever, if the first thing I do is come in hot, carrying a big gun and, and shooting, blasting criticism all over the place, what what happens is is they they just get harder. They get angrier. Uh, they they put it down deep inside. However. It's one of those two, two reactions, like I mentioned. However, when I really engage with my kids, when I listen to them, when I hear their side of the story, when I apologize for the things I've done wrong, that's when barriers come down and we have fantastic communication. All right, that's lesson one. Lesson two. Lesson two is called the big secret to dealing with everyone. And the key to this is simply everyone, everyone, of a, everyone wants to feel important. This is a really fundamental lesson to understanding human beings. Everyone wants to feel important. Everyone loves a sincere compliment, and one of our deepest longings is to be appreciated. So here's what I'm going to ask you right now. How many times do people notice the things you do every day? How many times do people notice the one thing you didn't do today? <laughs> My mom actually has a plaque that says, nobody notices what I, what I do until I don't do it. And isn't that true? That, that we, we are all doing things every day that's helpful to others. Yet we tend, and this is coming back to criticism in lesson one, we tend to notice when people aren't doing something. It is our desire for importance and significance that motivates us to do almost anything we do. So think about why do we want to make money? Why do we want to get married? Why do we want to have a large house or a nice vehicle? Why do we brag about our children? Why do we build a bigger business? Why do we purchase certain clothes or live in a certain neighborhood? Why do we react when someone says something bad about us or, or someone we care about? Why do we spend time with people who are famous? Why do we do these things? This, this is about us feeling important, us feeling significant. Few people love working for or with somebody who is constantly criticizing. Many love working for or with people who appreciate them. One of the greatest reasons for divorce is feeling unappreciated. I'm going to repeat that because it applies to any broken relationship, almost any broken relationship. One of the greatest reasons for divorce or broken relationships is feeling unappreciated. So the, the key in this is nourish those around you consistently by showing appreciation. I'm going to show share some extra stuff uh, for, from what I've learned again. Um, the, 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 so lesson two, the summary is practice sincere and honest appreciation. I'm going to give you a little tip here. The tip I've learned that, that has done so much for me on so many levels is that in order to give sincere appreciation, notice things that other people don't notice. Notice something deeper and be specific in your encouragement or appreciation for those around you. I'm going to give you an example. Flattery is simply saying something that's that's insincere. Okay, flattery is noticing somebody's noticing the same thing about everyone, noticing everyone's shoes, or noticing everyone the way they dress, or the way they talk, or whatever. What sincere appreciation is is noticing something, some detail that somebody's doing. And again, it's more about who they are rather than what they're doing. You can talk about what they're doing, you can talk about what somebody's wearing, but really what you want to do is relate it to who they are. When, when you relate something back to who somebody is rather than what they're doing, that is where they feel fantastic. Here's an example. Instead of saying, 
I like your shoes today. If you said, Joan or or Frank or whoever, I love your shoes. You know what? I've noticed that you have fantastic taste in shoes. What I've done there is instead of simply talking about the shoes, I've talked about the person. Or you can say, and I've, I've done this at the till, often when I'm, when I'm at a checkout counter or something like that, I will try to notice something about somebody in line, what they do with their kid or with somebody else. I, I will try to notice how uh, the, the till, the, the person who's ringing up all the bills interacts with me and, or, or with other people. Often I'll go to somebody at the till and say something along the lines of, and I'm not, I'm not I don't lie, I'm sincere. Uh, it's got to be accurate. I will notice something like, you know what? I've noticed that you re interact really well with people. I want you to know that you interact with people in a really unique way. And I, I love watching you, you connect with people. You are excellent at that. I'm sure you've made five or 10 people's day already today. And this might be in the morning or something. When I say something like that, what it's doing is it's, it's talking about who, what they're doing, but it again says something about who they are. You are making other people's days. You are somebody who is, who is useful on this planet. You are somebody who is, who is adding value to this planet. Again, the quick summary is there's a difference between flattery and sincere appreciation. And my, my recommendation, my challenge to you is practice sincere appreciation by being specific and pointing out ways that, that a, a person is fantastic rather than simply what they're doing. Okay, lesson three. This is the last major lesson out of these first three and th this will explain the entire book for you. Uh, now again, th this is not doing it justice. There's so much more to this book, but if you understand these three lessons, you basically understand people and, and you can practice it more. And there are lots of sub-skills under this. Lesson three is called Bait the Hook to Suit the Fish. And so again, I'm gonna ask you, how much of our marketing is focused on ourselves and how wonderful we will be for the other company? I'm gonna be honest, I've had most of my success when I focus on the other person, understand what they want, and then commit to providing exactly that for the other person. Now, there have been many times where, where people have asked about my expertise re regarding my services. Um, I've got a background in psychology, um, and, and sometimes they'll ask me about, about my expertise in some ways, but you know what, they generally don't ask me about my education. They don't ask me, are you a psychologist? Sometimes they'll say, hey, listen, can you help me in this way? My understanding is your background in psychology, can you help me in this way? But generally speaking, they don't care about my expertise. They care about my ability to help them. And this is really important. If you understand sales or relationships or people in general, people don't generally care about your expertise, they care about how you can help them. In order to help somebody, you need to understand them. You need to get another person's point of view. You need to understand where they're at. Uh, he, he gives the example of how, I don't remember exactly the food he talks. He talks about like, he loves strawberry shortcake or something. But if he puts short, strawberry shortcake on a, on, a, on a fish hook and drops it down, he's not gonna catch fish. Why? Because the fish don't care about strawberry shortcake. They like worms or whatever it is that fish like. And I'm not a huge fisher, okay. Um, so, so, in the end, what we need to understand from this third lesson, bait the hook to suit the fish, in, in order to, to give people what they want and what's gonna draw them close to you, what you need to do is understand who they are. You need to ask them fantastic questions. That's basically the book. Now, there's part two where he says six people, six ways to make people like you. There's part three, how to win people to your way of thinking. And again, influence, right? Uh, there's, there's part four, be a leader, how to change people without giving offense or, or arousing resentment in others. Uh, but really, in all of these, what it comes down 
is uh, I'm going to read read basically the summary of all three of these. Number one, be careful about criticizing others. If you criticize more, you're going to lose people, not win people. Number two, the big secret to dealing with people is that everyone wants to feel important. So that means give people sincere appreciation. Make it a, make it a goal of yours that, that every every day of the week you're going to give somebody a sincere compliment. Be specific, because people feel great when you are being specific, when you're noticing things that nobody else notices about them. Again, why do people leave relationships? Because they feel unappreciated. Number three, understand other people. Understand what's important to them. Ask other people questions. Be excited about their lives. Don't simply talk about your own life. Focus on others. And as you do that, as you learn and, and grow uh, in, in, in relationship with somebody and understand who they are, what will happen, what will happen, not what might happen, what will happen is they'll feel fantastic They'll feel safe. They're going to open up to you. You're going to have a, a far more influence with those people. And that, that is what it takes to win friends and influence people. The kind of people that you want to win, win um, over in many different ways. Really quick last statement. There are lots of uh, different ideas in this book. This book struggles with practical application. It struggles with practical application. So absolutely read it. Absolutely get lots out of it. And then what I would suggest is do it in a book club do it with somebody or, or i mean find a coach or somebody that, that it can work with it work through it with you and when you do that that person can pull out specific actions for you if you can do this on your own great what i'd recommend is, is find somebody that can help you along with it i <clears throat> i would have killed for somebody early on that would have been able to help me with this um, i had to learn it on my own it took way longer <clears throat> and cost me time energy money relationships Whereas if I was going to do it again, uh, I, I would speed up the process and make sure that I've got specific action steps that are going to help this. Uh, he does have a few. Uh, there's another lesson coming up in part two where he simply says smile a lot. And that's a fantastic action to take. But that's basically what this is about. If you practice these skills, if you understand people better, everything in life starts to open up for you. Enjoy the read.